0: Today in Agronomy on KFILAM 1060 with Pioneer Field Agronomist Allie Wise and Josh Schaffner. Here's Josh and Allie. Good morning, Southeast Minnesota. It's November 18th, 2020, and this is episode 48. Uh, Allie, at, um, we took a week off there, just kind of had some things get in the way there last week, so we apologize for our listeners that maybe had to, to listen to the same show twice, but uh, we are back here this week. Um, always an exciting time of the year. Uh, We've ta- been talking a lot about harvest, getting close to the end and we got wrapped up and um, let's see, I think this is our seventh edition of the Agronomy Summary book. We got uh, published and uh, available and um, thought maybe we spent a little bit of time talking about that and um, going through some of the highlights of uh, the soybean growing season on segment one and then talk a little bit more about corn in segment two.
1: Yeah, so it's nice to have the Agronomy Summary book there. I've been telling everyone they're hot off the press, so get your copy or ask one of us for one of those. But like you said, we're going to hit on soybeans here in segment one. I think just in general, for starters, um, just talking through how yields were um, in general on the soybean side of things or where we ended up ultimately. I know we've talked a lot about where we were sitting um, earlier in the season, but now that we're we're all wrapped up here, I think just a quick overview of maybe where we sat um, overall and then on the enlist and extend side of things. Um, so overall, kind of just average wise, Josh.
0: Yeah, if we go back to where we've tracked um, our PK sets and yield back to 2014, we, we did end up setting a record. We, we talked earlier on that we thought we would. Um, we kind of compared um, or kind of combined the enlist set uh, with the runner pretty to extend set in the overall. Uh, this year, if we combine all those locations, it averaged 70.9 bushel. Uh, last year, just for reference, we were 61.5, so a big bump year over year. Our previous record um, was back in 2016, that was 69.8. So we were a little better than that. If we break that down and, and look at both sets, Allie, um, the extend set averaged 73.4 bushels and the enlist set averaged 69.3 bushels. So even the enlist set uh, standalone would have almost broke the record, and uh, but combined, um, yeah, just some really good uh, soybean yields across Southeast Minnesota in general.
1: Yeah. And so I think, you know, just playing off of that a little bit, in your opinion, just for starters, I think we'll just go down the list of some of the factors that really drove yield on the saving side of things, um, maybe just starting with um, fertilizer spread and how that factors in for starters.
0: Yeah, I think um, of the major four factors we'll cover, um, you know, number one, I I always stress, you know, crop nutrition, and I don't want to go into a a big fertility uh, segment here. We we can get into something like that during the off-season alley, but the long of the story short is if we really look at, at guys that are raising good beans year over year, when we look at their potassium and their phosphorus spread, they're spreading for each crop. So for example, if you're in a corn bean, corn bean rotation, they're applying fertilizer, you know, well, you could say after or before each crop. So they're applying P&K every single year and not maybe utilizing a system that they're applying, you know, say this fall, and that's gonna cover the next two crops. So um, that's just one thing I can't stress enough of is is being out there spreading P&K annually, whether that be for corn production or soybean production. But to me, that's step one to getting a soybean crop off to a good start.
1: Yep, so I think rolling into step two, I think that would just be um, early planting and how that factors in. So of our soybean replicated PKP plots we've had over the years, we've been able to split up kind of historical yield by planting days. So we have four years of data we're working off and as we look at planting our, our plots in general, historically our corn and soybean plots um, are generally being planted at the same time. So uh, we look at for every day that you could be planted planting beans, that you're not planting beans, um, you're losing on average about bushels per day. So if you, if you look at that from a different angle, um, maybe you're just planting your corn and you're going to wait, you're planting corn and 10 days later you start planting your beans. Um, You know, you're, you're already about 28 to $30 an acre behind. If you look at that 0.28 bushels per day that you're, you're missing out on for every day that you could be planting that you're not. So, um, you know, you look at this year, our our earlier planting date, potentially that's why we did see such a pleasantly surprise in some of the the soybean crop Yield. Certainly that's that's playing a factor there. So, you know, it's an investment to have that second planner across your operation. But as you look at some of the numbers across the board of early planning, um, and maybe pencil some of that out, it is something that that makes one want to maybe take a, a harder look at that.
0: Yeah, and, and we talk about that every year. The trend is we see a few more operations doing that every year, and I don't anticipate that trend is going to slow down. I think each year we'll see more uh, uh, operations and producers jump into that arena, having a, a second planter for beans. So great stuff. And then third alley, you know, seed treatment. Um, you know, one thing that we maybe don't stress enough when we do publish our groundry summary book, when we publish all of our soybean PKP plots, our all of our entries we put in there are fully treated. Uh, fungicide, insecticide, we do also treat them with a levo. So I think it's important that something we maybe haven't stressed enough that we do fully treat all these. Um, but my long of the story short on that is we would never plant, you know, a lot of our corn untreated. I think we need to take that same approach, um, with soybeans as to utilize our seed treatment, especially as we start planting earlier and earlier. I think it makes that seed treatment even have a, an increased bang for our spot compared to, to planting later. However, we see great, you know, results planted early and late. It's just a different disease spectrum, um, but extremely important. And, Ali, I think fungicide um, is another thing that um, you know we can discuss. And a, a good point of number four.
1: Yeah, I think fungicide just in general, you know, looking at making that a piece of the puzzle on the soybean side of things, R3 timing, you know, timing is everything in terms of fungicide around soybeans. I think it helps a lot just in terms of that plant health component on the soybean side of things, um, just letting that plant have more time to put yield on staying healthier throughout the season. Um, That's kind of a wrap on soybeans. We'll shift focus uh, to corn when we come back from break.